Through our many engagements daily, we support airmen in emergency financial distress, we help their families achieve their educational goals, and we improve quality of life through our proactive community programs. This is Airmen Helping Airmen, a podcast brought to you by the Air Force Aid Society and our generous donors who support airmen and their families. Each episode, we will strive to bring a smile, spark an idea, or perhaps even having you shed a tear. We will share airmen and their family stories in their voice and show you how the Airmen Helping Airmen philosophy still drives our mission today. But why is that important? Because none of it's possible without you. I had the pleasure of speaking with a family that not only has received emergency assistance on multiple occasions, but now advocate for the Air Force Aid Society as one of the Air Force's greatest tools for airmen and their families. Let's meet the Clark family. My name is Brady Clark. Brady is the oldest and is said to be his dad's mini-me. I'm Colton Club. Colton is said to be the true middle child, always the root to mom's headaches. <laughs> now Meadow is the true wild child of the Clark family. She's said to have a battery that doesn't run out. I'm Bill Clark. And Bo? Well, Bo is mama's boy. Bo, when you're older and you hear this, that came from mom. Rosemary is the 25-year-old diva at the age of three who recently gave herself some Joe Exotica bangs. True diva indeed. And the silent rock behind the Clark family is Gigi. Robert answers the nation's call and Gigi answers the Clarks. She adjusted her life to help the family all around the globe. She's the glue that bonds them all together. Now that we met the Clark tribe, let's hear from... Robert and Maria Clark. When Bo was about seven months, we had discovered that, that he did have a problem with his, his skull. His head was starting to flatten on one side. So what they called it is torticollis, which meant his neck couldn't turn the right way, which was causing this sort of, sort of soft spot, flat spot. They have special uh, helmets that children can wear from uh, a young age, and he had to wear it for about two to three months, and it allowed for his uh, skull to fuse correctly so that we wouldn't have to worry about going and having a surgery and making sure that, that everything was formed uh, naturally and correctly. Bo had a lot of asymmetry in his head shape. What happens to the jaw then? How asymmetrical is that? Will he have jaw problems? Or how shifted are those ears because of the asymmetry at the back of the head? Hi, I'm Maria. Hi, I'm Robert Clark. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a client systems technician, which is pretty much comm support, uh, computers, phones, whatever type of equipment that uh, a member's using. Typically, we're the guy you call when it's broken. For all of you who don't know what that means, that means when my Apple is broken, he tells me he can't fix it. I've been in the Air Force seven and a half years now. Our first experience with Air Force Aid Society was 2016. Our son, Bo, needed a cranial helmet, and at that time, it wasn't going to be covered under TRICARE. TRICARE would pay for the surgery, but they wouldn't pay for the helmet. So that left us with the choice we knew we wanted to make, but how were we going to make it? The cranial helmet uh, back in 2016 was roughly about $4,000. As, as an E3, um, a father of four kids, um, one of them being very young, 
it was a uh, pretty tough situation to try to figure out how to come up with that and what steps we needed to take. Fortunately, um, my leadership, my supervisor, and then my uh, flight chief in first shirt said, hey, um, and Andrews, the um, Family Readiness Center, you need to go talk to the Air Force Aid Society. And, well, I had no idea what that was. We, I said, told, came home, told my wife, I'm like, hey, um, I have a meeting tomorrow over at the Family Readiness Center to talk about this situation. Of course we were gonna go, but for him, it was a harder choice to make because he felt uncomfortable asking for help. And for me, it was more so, this is our only option if we want the help. So, you know, we gotta go and see what they say. And for him, he felt like asking for help would tarnish sort of his reputation around work as a solid airman. He was a little nervous about that. It was hard because I always wanted to keep my personal stuff away from work because at the end of the day, you have a job to do. Uh, no one wants to hear you, you know, complaining or, you know, you know, you're going through this. You just always sort of had that mentality of, okay, hey, let's just keep trucking. And it was kind of hard to really start bringing my personal stuff into work because it's just the nature of work's work. You want to focus on that. And my supervisor really kind of, hey, said, Let, let's talk about these things and let's talk about this with the Air Force Aid Society. This family had actually taken um, the full amount of their paycheck to begin the helmet for this child because they felt they had no other means. When we showed up to the appointment, we didn't really know what to expect, but I had heard from a few of my friends some things that they had went through similar situations. So we got there and honestly, it was super low key. It wasn't what I know he was anticipating. He was sort of anticipating the third degree. When everything was placed on the table, we could see that this family was in, um, in dire need um, being that they had two other special needs children, which they financially had to provide for. Um, and then this child requiring a helmet um, that now was going to need um, to be paid for. They were going to be left without money for that month. We went over some financial stuff. We went over what we needed, what they expected. And I think we left there feeling a lot more educated. We felt that left there feeling relieved because we didn't leave there feeling like we were crummy people for needing that help. And I just know it wasn't really what he was expecting. He was expecting, I think it to be really just a big, bigger deal than it was. And it turned into just us getting exactly what we needed right then and there. We ended up approving this family for the full grant, which gave them back their deposit to pay their bills and um, pay the remainder balance of the cost to the company for their cranial helmet. That was just huge. Um, there's no other way to, to say it when you're not expecting to put out thousands of dollars and then you scrape and scrounge and do and then have it to come back. It's just really nice. I was glad that they came to us and saw that Air Force Aid Society was here to help. Now when I look at it as Sergeant Clark, it, it's just tremendous. I mean, the ability to help anyone and to help each other. I mean, that's what the Air Force preaches all the time about taking care of each other. And here we have this fabulous organization who, who helps different members with different problems. And it's sad because I think sometimes if, if you don't necessarily have a situation or deal with this, you might never know about it and get that information out to someone who needs it. So now as, as, as Clark, if there's someone that needs help, it doesn't matter if I'm supervising them or, you know, just 
casually know them, whatever. If, if there's a way to help, it's like, hey, go talk to the Air Force Aid Society. That's where you need to be. The biggest thing I would say is, is you know, go find your Airman Family Readiness Center. Have an understanding of, of what's there. The Air Force Aid Society is a, a great example of that and the services and the things that they can do to help. Uh, in, it might not even be for, for you, but it might be for someone else down the road. You know, as a supervisor, you know, maybe in a year, two years, three years, there's someone who might need that help that now that you're armed with that information, you can really take that tool to your work center, to your airmen, and help people who, who generally just need help sometimes. My favorite word is the family readiness. I think sometimes the families feel like there's so many resources for the service member and not the family. And I think that was my favorite part is every step of the way our family was included. The name speaks it all. It's really about the family. And when you walk into the Airman Family Readiness Center, it's just that. And it's, it's getting both the airmen and the family everything that they need. And I think sometimes um, us family members can feel left out or even get a bad name on ourselves when we, we need help and we need to step forward. Because when he comes home from work, we have to go through it as a family. We don't, we don't get to divide out and he doesn't get to walk out the door as airmen. And I hang at home and deal with it. So we're dealing with all of these struggles as a family. And that's what the Air Force Aid Society Airman Family Readiness did for us. Is they allowed us to go through it as a family. Things turned out awesome. Um, after several checkups with them, his, his skull had fused correctly. Everything was the way it should be. They told us that we have no worries, that he is where he should be. Um, we still have the helmet actually at home as a little memento that we're gonna keep for him and say, hey, this was was a point in your life that you know we received some help to my family and I. This was uh, just a, a blessing. I, I can't explain the sense of relief we got when we knew that we were going to be able to receive help. I, it's not every day that, that someone is listening to you and, and trying to help you, and it's it just helped our family so much. That was our first aha moment. That was the moment for our family we became part of the air force up until then he was just a guy in a uniform getting a paycheck and that's the first time i think we felt like wow we have a family here we're not home but we have a family yeah that was definitely probably yeah that was the, the real moment for us that i really felt that airman helping airman concept that idea that we have each other's back, that we're all looking out for each other and taking care of each other. It was a pretty inspiring moment. A lot of his coworkers who have had a little bit of a more of a smooth sailing sort of life have learned from things that they've seen through him because they'll call and say, hey Clark, remember that time your kid needed a service dog? Who's those people you called? It's something that everyone needs to know about because you might not be going through something, but your coworker might be, your coworker's wife might be. There's always, there's that trickle down effect. We have three of our five kids have autism. Two are fairly severe. So at that time, our daughter was coming on the age and we were in this position where like, well, we see what great things it did for him. How do we not do that for her? How do we pick one of our kids to give all of this to and not the other? And the Air Force Aid Society, just being the wonderful people that they are, they saw that too. And we're like, hey, what? we could help. And at first we're like, no, 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 no. We've already gotten our help and wasn't like, okay, you're, it's a one-time thing, then you're done. So for us, we're pretty passionate now with, since Meadow's gotten her service dog, is allowing people to know that the Air Force Aid Society isn't sort of this finite cup, and once you dump it out, you're done, that, you know, 
when everybody's glass gets full, it tips over. That doesn't mean you can't pick it right side up and fill it up again. This is a lifelong thing. It doesn't matter if you're active duty, you're retired, your kids are young, your kids are old. The Air Force Aid Society is here to help throughout different phases of their lives. Just because something else pops up doesn't mean you still have no place to go. In fact, you do. As Sergeant Clark, you know, I would tell, tell Airman Clark, you know, there's, there's help, there's, there's things out there. You know, as a service member, you know, you don't have to just sit and struggle by yourself. There are, there are people behind you, namely Air Force Aid Society, that want to help you and give you the tools that you need to, to succeed, that you don't have to worry about not paying your mortgage this month or uh, trying to find maybe a second job, whatever it might take for you to get whatever it is you need. And supervisors, this is what, what we're here for. It doesn't matter, you know, from the top to the bottom, that's that's what you're there to do is to help those because we've all we've all gone through our own struggles and we've all gone through different challenges in life and it's trying to help those who are going through the challenge with the the knowledge we have we've done a lot of speaking engagements i think giving people and supervisors those tools to help their airmen and recognize those symbols of when they need help and what to do or i know it made robert a better leader that has made us a better air force family i mean we figuring out how to be our own family let alone dedicating ourselves to others before and now we're able to really devote a lot of our time to helping other families whether they're brand new air force families like straight out of bmt and when your family there's a special need whether it be physical mental financial that's really humbling and I feel like that's a rankless system. It's truly airmen helping airmen, it really is. We got two grants. We did not have to repay anything back. And I think a lot of that came down to them reviewing our financial paperwork. We weren't being irresponsible. I think as most people assume that they're gonna think you're being irresponsible. He was an E3 and we had four kids. It, it was that or we don't eat. So they saw a need and I think the same thing with Meadow. I mean, we had both instances where, don't you think that it was, stuff that TRICARE wasn't gonna cover, but that didn't deem it any less medically essential. That's how we always felt the Air Force Aid Society was able to step up and be like, nope, there are other options. This family can do it, we know they can, and here we're gonna back them. So we look at it as more emotional support. We looked at it as someone believed in our family. And I think financial support is what is highlighted by the Air Force Aid Society, but I think everything else that we've gotten from them is way more crisis. We say whatever we need is just been provided the support and help we got got Bo what he needed I yeah. forever thankful I mean it was the last thing I expected thanks to the Air Force Aid Society and the Airmen and Family Readiness Centers we, we want, want to say, say thank you thank you thank you thank you aha 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 first I'd like to say thank you to the Clark family for sharing their story with the Airmen Helping Airmen podcast their stories have been shared before with the Air Force Aid Society, but we wanted to put it together in a different form this time, kind of giving you a this is how it is through the process and after. Also, a big thank you to the Clark Tribe. You guys did a great job. Also, we'd like to thank the donors because of you, families like the Clarks are able to get the help that they need. And if you'd like to donate, go to AFAS.org Find that red donate button, click, and you'll be right where you need to be. And to the airmen and families out there who possibly might need help, take it from the Clarks. Reach out. Get the help. Get a hold of your local Airmen and Family Readiness Center. Get to the Air Force Aid Society's webpage. Search for them. Go through Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, any social media platform. The idea is reach out, 
and get the help you need. And to our listeners, thank you. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, leave us some feedback, because ultimately at the end of the day, none of this is possible without you. Now here's a bit of information about the emergency assistance the Air Force Aid Society offers. The Air Force Aid Society provides emergency assistance to airmen and Air Force families when unexpected financial emergencies arise. The Air Force Aid Society offers two distinct military loans, standard assistance and Falcon loans. Types of emergency situations that would be covered by standard assistance include basic living expenses like rent or mortgage, vehicle expenses like repair, funeral expenses, dental care, medical care, and child care or respite care. As far as the Falcon loan, the types of emergency situations that are covered by that are basic living expenses, which also include rent and mortgage, vehicle expenses to include car payment or registration, even repair costs. Also emergency travel in situations of illness or a death in a family. Also child care and medical and dental expenses. For more details about the programs, visit the Air Force Aid Society's webpage at afas.org. Also, if you're looking to apply, head over to your local Airmen and Family Readiness Center. They'll be waiting for you. Airmen helping airmen. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh.